This is an Alert USA Threat Journal National Situation Update for the week ending Saturday, February 14, 2015. This week in security news, on Tuesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices of an announcement by the U.S. State Department of the emergency closure and evacuation of the U.S. Embassy in Sana'a, Yemen, due to the deteriorating security situation. As of Wednesday of this week, Ambassador Matthew Tuller and remaining U.S. staff have left the country. The embassies of the U.K., France, Germany, and Italy have also been evacuated. The New York Times quotes the leader of the new Iran-backed Houthi government in Yemen as saying that the group's slogan, Death to America, is in fact just a slogan, and they don't mean it literally. Sources in the Foreign Service community tell Alerts USA that one of the main factors in the closure of the facility was what is believed to have been a quote-unquote practice siege, during which Houthi gunmen closed all roads leading to the U.S. Embassy. Our sources also indicate that armed U.S. drones and fighter aircraft were flying above the capital of Sana'a in an apparent effort to secure the evacuation of the embassy staff. In a sign of the abruptness of the U.S. departure, there are reports that U.S. embassy vehicles were left at the VIP entrance of Sana'a's airport with keys still in the ignition. Neither the State Department nor the Pentagon are offering any clarification on why, despite having amphibious assault ships offshore, did U.S. diplomatic staff and U.S. Marines leave the country via commercial flights. According to former U.S. Congressman Alan West of Florida, reports from the Marine Corps indicate that the State Department actually ordered the Marine security guards to render their personal weapons inoperable and to destroy their crew-served weapons. West said that ordering a Marine to render his weapon inoperable is unconscionable and the incident marks one of the most embarrassing episodes in U.S. Marine Security Guard history. Listeners are reminded that since the start of the so-called Arab Spring in 2011, the Obama State Department has been forced to close three embassies, Libya, Syria, and now Yemen. Why is all of this of immediate importance to Alert USA subscribers? As has been reported on multiple occasions over the last several years, the nation of Yemen, which forms a portion of the southern border of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, is home to Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula the terror network's most active arm, and the group responsible for multiple successful and attempted attacks on U.S. citizens and interests both here at home and abroad. They are also known to be currently targeting the U.S. aviation sector with attacks and, most recently, publicly claimed responsibility for the terrorist attacks in Paris. Despite the diplo-speak coming out of the U.S. State Department, the closure of the U.S. Embassy strikes a significant blow to U.S. counterterrorism and intelligence efforts in Yemen and the region. In related news, on Wednesday of this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices that President Obama had issued a formal request to Congress seeking global war authorization against the Islamic State. Here at Alert USA, we find this war authorization request more than a little troubling on a number of fronts. First, in the actual written request, the White House specifies that the Islamic State poses a grave threat to the national security interests of the United States as well as its allies and partners, that the Islamic State has openly indicated they intend to conduct terrorist attacks internationally, including against the United States, and that the Islamic State is responsible for the deaths of at least four American citizens. These threats and conditions clearly grant the President the ability to order combat operations against the Islamic State under the War Powers Act. Additionally, the document clearly tips off the Islamic State as to the President's overall strategy by specifically stating that the request for authorization does not include offensive ground combat operations and would be limited to three years' time. Why would the White House show its hand in this matter? Our initial impression after reading the document is that it is highly unlikely that Congress would authorize such a request, something the White House has to have known. 
considering that the Obama administration has thus far only committed token forces to the battle against ISIS after their having so quickly reversed gains achieved through years of war, and this because of the rapid pullout of U.S. forces despite the strenuous objections of defense and intelligence officials and the constant drone of the executive branch and all subordinate departments and agencies that the Islamic State has nothing to do with Islam, one cannot help but scratch their head and wonder about the true motivations of the administration. You can find much more in this story in this week's issue of the Threat Journal Newsletter. As has been the case for over 12 years, Alert USA continues to closely monitor developments in this region, as well as the overall domestic and international terrorism threat environment, and will immediately notify service subscribers of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other developments which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens, as events warrant. Moving next to Europe, on Tuesday of this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices of an announcement of plans to deploy U.S. soldiers to Ukraine to train and advise Ukrainian forces. Specifically, within weeks, the U.S. is set to deploy 600 members of the U.S. Army's 173rd Airborne Brigade Combat Team, based out of Vicenza, Italy, to within 600 miles of the war-torn eastern region of the country to work with three full battalions of Ukrainian soldiers. According to U.S. Army Europe Commander Lieutenant General Ben Hodges, quote, we will train them in security tasks, medical tasks, how to operate in an environment where the Russians are jamming communications, and how to protect themselves from Russian and rebel artillery. For the uninitiated, these training descriptions are boilerplate material. There is a high likelihood that training objectives will far exceed those publicly stated. The announcement of the deployment of U.S. military forces to Ukraine comes amid calls by Congress for President Obama to send lethal weapons aid. In response, the Moscow Times ran a story this week within which a spokesman for the Russian Defense Ministry said the move would be seen by the Kremlin as a declaration of war and would spark a global escalation. The unnamed spokesman warned that Moscow would not only up the ante in eastern Ukraine, but would also, quote, respond asymmetrically against Washington or its allies on other fronts. The source went on to say that one possible avenue of asymmetrical retaliation could be to give in to long-standing Chinese requests for sensitive defense technologies that would aid in its development of high-tech weapons capable of doing serious damage to U.S. naval forces in the Asia-Pacific, or to even back Iran in a military operation against longtime enemy Saudi Arabia. On Wednesday, Alert USA notified subscribers of a direct warning issued by Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov who stated that lethal weapons supplies to eastern Ukraine will have dramatic consequences and risk direct military involvement of Russia. Late this week, the leaders of Ukraine, Russia, France, and Germany met in Minsk, Belarus, and hammered out a roadmap aimed at ending the 10-month civil war. Few expect that the ceasefire, which is to begin Sunday the 15th, will last. You can find much more in this story, including details on Russia's increasing tempo of bomber flights near U.S. and NATO airspace, the movement of A-10 Warthog tank busters into eastern Europe, an offer by Cyprus to allow Russia the use of air bases and naval facilities, as well as Egypt's ongoing strategic shift away from the U.S. and towards Russia in this week's issue of the Threat Journal newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. It's completely free. Here again, AlertUSA continues to closely monitor developments in this region and will immediately notify service subscribers of major changes in the overall threat picture as it applies to U.S. citizens and interests as events warrant. In travel security news, listeners are advised that in addition to a standing U.S. government-issued worldwide caution and separate worldwide travel alert, this week the State Department issued a new travel warning for Yemen, holding at 43 the number of individual countries around the world specifically identified as posing significant risks for U.S. citizens. If you are planning travel abroad, even to such common locations as the Caribbean, Mexico, or Europe, 
Now more than ever, be smart about it and regularly check the U.S. State Department's travel website where information can be found about the security situation at your destination. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal National Situation Update for the week ending Saturday, February 14th, 2015.